Oh, hi. Welcome to another episode of Detox Podcast. I'm Denise Walker, your host. This episode is called Sensory Deprivation, and I'm pumped. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I just got back from vacation last night. I went to Tofino with my boyfriend. It was pretty excellent. Nice slow pace, lots of forests, lots of beaches, sweat so much. It is humid as hell on that side of the island. Oh my gosh. We drove back from Nanaimo yesterday, uh, which is... We woke up at 3.45 a.m. to catch the 5.15 a.m. ferry. Ferry's two hours and 12 and a half hour drive to Edmonton. Got in at 9 p.m., not too shabby. Uh, (laughs) I was going to record this before we went on vacation, uh, just in case something happened. You know, Mercury retrograde last year. I got caught in British Columbia because the highways were shut down due to uh, traffic collisions and forest fires. Uh, So I was going to do this ahead of time because what if I got stuck, you know? Like, what if I couldn't make it back in time to record this? But as I was reading the poem, Sensory Deprivation, I I was thinking, man, this, like, it mentions my boyfriend in it. It mentions his, uh, his like of something and my dislike of that same something, which in this case is the air conditioner. Um, and I thought, oh, well, being in a car for, like, ungodly amounts of time together, there's got to be some conflict that arises, right? There's got to be some friction that happens, and I'll have so much kindling for the fire that will be this episode, you know? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have lots of content to draw from. Awesome. But you know what? We didn't bicker once. (laughs) Nothing happened. There was no conflict. We were just like these two really optimistic people who were enjoying each other's company. What? (laughs) Can you believe it? I don't know. (laughs) I'm still kind of like on a high from it. So that idea is scrapped a little bit. Um, Okay, I'm going to read the poem to you in just a second here, but I would really love to tell you about the new happenings in my life, which is I am now part of the Lucid Yoga uh, Collective. Lucid Yoga Collective. It's me, it's Jess, who used to be the owner of Lucid Yoga Studio that I was teaching meditation at. Um, But that has been dissolved. We're no longer working out of that space, but we're moving forward with the same website, lucidyoga.ca, and There's four of us, and we're all partners. Jess, Amy, Kim, and I. And I am the meditation teacher. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't even describe to you how cool it is that this has happened to me. Okay? Like, last year, May 2018, I was scheduled to do meditation teacher training. My grandfather died. I had to cancel last minute. And I was like, oh, there's got to be a reason for this. There's a reason that this is not happening to me right now in my timeline. 
there is a reason that this is being pushed a whole year into the future. Something is going to align for me that makes this make sense. And it didn't make sense even until after I was done the training. It didn't even, you know, it didn't present itself. But it, but it came. I, w- I started practicing at Lucid Yoga in April. And by June, I was working there. April, I start practicing yoga just as a student. May, I do meditation teacher training. June, I have a meditation teacher job with these sweet human beings. And now that was dissolved. Like within that same month, company dissolved, corporation dissolved. And now we've moved into this thing where I am no, I'm not just like an employee, I am a partner. (laughs) So cool. It's so cool. Um, And I cannot tell you the absolute freaking joy that teaching gives me. Like, it's like doing my own meditation. The peace and centering and groundedness that that brings me, but blown up 10 times as much. I feel so centered, so grounded, so purposeful when I'm in that teaching position and guiding my students through meditation. I feel so present. It's like nothing else exists but us in that space. And if you want to come experience that with me, my first my first class in our new space is on Tuesday. It's at 12.15 p.m., so like lunchtime. It's 45 minutes. Class is $10 a person. It's limited uh, availability. We only have room for about 10 people in this new space. And so you have to pre-register. Pre-registration happens online at uh, lucidyoga.ca. And you can pay cash, you can pay e-transfer, and you can pay online through the website. And if you don't want to pay online through the website, you can just email us. Uh, You can email me as well, uh, denise at lucidyoga.ca, or just the regular lucid email that's on the website to secure your spot. So this new place is called Homestead. It's a co-working space. It's beautiful. Lots of light, lots of cool wood and metal, and it's just like a really cool spot. And our classes take place in the boardroom that's right at the front. So you'll come. It's in the same building that is uh, the Alberta Block building. It's got Red Star in it. Uh, The station on Jasper is in that same block there. And so you just come up to the second floor and that room is right at the front and I'll, I will meet you there. So please come check us out. We're awesome. $10, $10 for meditation or $10 for yoga. That is such a, a sweet price. Drop in anywhere else is $20 plus, right? So there you go. Um, wow. So let's get into this. Thank you for uh, bearing with me there while I just spill my guts, spill my heart to you for a second, uh, which I guess we'll do some more of now in this poem called Sensory Deprivation. 
1.37 a.m. Again. I've just tried to write a poem about our air conditioner. You love it. White noise that drowns out the city, and a way to use flannel sheets through the summer. I used to love it too, but I can't take anything these days that breaks the nighttime silence. So yeah, I wrote this poem at 1.37 a.m. I had just tried to write something cool and meaningful about an air conditioner. And <laughs> as you can see, we got a poem out of it. You love it. The you is obviously a reference to my boyfriend who was sleeping beside me in the bed as I'm just sitting there feeling so goddamn fragile. <laughs> it was cool. It was awesome. We had this air conditioner that came with the apartment that we were renting. It made so much noise. It was so loud. I remember one night uh, my friend came and slept over. My boyfriend was um, not home either on vacation or at his friend's house or something, but my friend came and slept in the bed with uh, with me that night, and I turned the air conditioner on, and she was like, no, there is no way we are sleeping with that on. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's great. It keeps things cool. It's like good white noise. And she said, this is not white noise. This is like rockets. She let me do it. She let me keep it on, uh, but it was obviously very loud. But we live on Jasper Ave, which, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Edmonton, is basically the most, one of the most high population areas. It's the downtown core. I'm in Oliver, but, which is an extension of downtown. It's not like right down with all of the high rises and stuff, uh, but it's busy. And at nighttime, especially in the summer, there is a lot of um, people out on the streets, yelling, screaming, partying, going to the donair shop, what have you. Uh, so the air conditioner really helped to drown that out, which is super nice, a great way to cover that up and have a peaceful sleep. But in this moment, even though we have, I have these super comfy flannel sheets that we're using still, even in the hot summer, because the air conditioner helps that much. And even though it's such this like perfect situation that we're in, and he loves it. He loves turning it on. It was shattering me in this moment. Um, 1.37 a.m. For a sober person, a newly sober person, that's a scary time, hey? Um, there's like... <laughs> there's absolutely no reason to be awake at 1.37 in the morning when you're home and you're sober and newly sober, unless your mind is literally torturing you. Uh, it's hard to say because I'm such a night owl and I do shift work. So my schedule is all over the place all the time. Perhaps it was normal at that time to be awake like that, but coupled with being an early recovery, it's just kind of torturous, right? You're sitting there in your bed, hoping for sleep, trying to make it to the next day. And there's this thing that's supposed to be soothing and comforting, but it is just rocking <laughs> your psyche, you know? Like, it's this loud thing that's disrupting the very fragile piece that you're in. I have craved sensory deprivation for a long time. 
and it has to do with my job. I feel it a lot less now. I feel like I'm in a really good, grounded, chill, balanced place. Um, and I say that even though I just came back from vacation, it's not just post-vacation chill. It's I feel that pretty much all the time now, which is so awesome. And if you're still in that place where like just the air conditioner is going to fucking break you, hold on because it's going to get better. Don't you worry. It's going to get better. Whew. But man, like ever since watching that show Fringe and they have that sensory deprivation tank uh, before float tanks became a thing, you know, I haven't done a float tank, which <laughs> it's because they're so expensive, but I, I would really, really love to do it, I think. Oh, also before I was dyeing my hair magenta all the time, I think I could probably get away with it now, but going in this like salt soaked bath would have just destroyed my hair. And, um, I pay way too much money to do that to my hair, you know? <laughs> it would make no financial sense to go into an expensive sens sensory deprivation tank. But, oh man, I wanted to remove all of the stimuli, you know? I wanted to have complete darkness. I wanted complete silence. I wanted to, like, not even be able to feel the change in temperature between the outside world and my own body. I wanted nothing. I felt like that was the only way I could, like, reset myself and get back to square one and rebuild from that. The rest was just, like, I don't even know. It was so... Ugh, that noise just ripping through me, just in my apartment, just hanging out. It's just an air conditioner, but it is pure auditory torture. Oh. I couldn't turn it off. You know, that's why I mentioned my boyfriend. I couldn't, you love it, but I can't take it. But I did, you know? I haven't read it. But um, Wild by Cheryl Strayed. I saw her at She Recovers last year in LA. And Dawn from She Recovers interviewed her with this question. They kept repeating this question or this moment in the book where Cheryl is in her motel room or whatever just about to embark on this massive hike and she goes she's packed all her stuff into her backpack and she goes to lift her backpack and she can't but she has to but she can't so how do you do something that you can't do you find a way and I know <laughs> that just a slightly irritating noise is nowhere near that, but but it's a symbol for that, you know? It's, it's so similar to the fact that there is something that for some reason I can't take it. I can't take it 
but I but I do anyway. It's so hard that I can't stand it, and it is shredding my psyche, but but I do it anyway. And that lends itself to the proof that there is a part of us that just knows how to do it. Any hardship that we are faced with, there is something inside of us that can do it and knows how to do it. I was listening to Sarah Blondin today because I'm struggling with letting something go. And I was listening to her meditation on letting go. And she said, don't worry about the logistics of how you're going to do it. There is an ancient wisdom inside of you that just knows how to do it. And if you stop putting so much pressure on yourself and trying to figure out how the heck you're going to do it, just rest assured that you already know and you will figure it out. So be it trying to put a backpack on that is way too freaking heavy for you to lift, be it some stupid air conditioner that you used to love, but now it's killing you. These are just moments in time of really intense emotion that you can get through. And you know how to do it. You know how. And it's so interesting, too, to, re- to think about that, to think that there was a moment where I was just in my bed. It's 1.37 a.m. again, you know? And I'm just here. slogging away, you know, every day, one day at a time, just trying to get through it, get through it, get through it, get through it, get through it. And you're kind of almost white knuckling this moment in time. And I'm nowhere near that anymore. This was two years ago that I wrote this poem. And it's so weird to think that I was in such an emotional state that I couldn't even take an air conditioner. We come so far so quickly. Even if it feels like you're not getting anywhere. Even if if it feels like Oh, I should be past this by now. Oh, this shouldn't affect me by now. That is holy in itself. The whole path is holy. You know, the whole thing is sacred. The whole thing is just filled with grace. The whole thing. Your fight to be past something is holy. 
you actually being past something as holy, you wanting to be past something as holy. Every step of the way, even if it feels like it's going backwards, forwards, sideways, underneath, I don't know, but the whole thing is part of it. This precious, incredible blessing that is life, that is here for us to experience, grow from, learn from, expand from, it's all part of it. If you feel like you're going backwards, if you feel like you've been in this exact same spot, this it's 1.37 a.m. again. If you are doing that right now, I'm doing that with the th- this thing that I'm trying to let go. It's a relationship. It's tough. It feels really complex, but it's simple, you know? I'm trying to let it go. And I feel like, oh, I should be past this by now. Why do, why do I still feel so hooked by this? You know? But just be gentle with yourself. It's okay. So, so what if you're hooked? Recognizing that you're hooked, that is a really cool thing. To recognize that you're in a place that kind of sucks, but you know now, you know the details, you know? Hmm, I'm hooked by this. I want to be unhooked. You're already on your way. I'm reading this book by Dr. Richard Miller on Yoga Nidra. Do you hear that noise? It sounds like someone's pouring water down the garbage chute. It sounds like there's rain inside my apartment. (laughs) Huh. Maybe it's raining that hard outside that I can hear it inside. I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't know. Forgive me. Let's get back to this. Ignore this background weird rain shower inside my bedroom type noise (laughs) and let's get back to it so I'm reading this book it's on yoga nidra yoga nidra is a type of medic med (laughs) it's really medication it's probably better than medication let's be real it's a type of meditation where you enter into this yogic sleep and you are trying to get to your get to this point where you are kind of in limbo. You don't want to actually fall asleep. You just want to bring yourself into this really deep state of awareness. You're lying on your back. And it's all about learning how to balance uh, duality and the different, uh, different extremes within you and learning how everything can actually coexist at once and how everything is good uh, all together. And just part of it, part of the experience. Uh, It was really cool. I love it. And I can't wait to read more. But he says, awareness is fire and fire purifies. Oh, I love that. I want that tattooed on my body. (laughs) That is super cool, you know? And it brings back to, to this concept for me, is 
that I've always wanted to get this tattoo that's like a, a lit matchstick and with the words, I'd rather burn. And that for me is, I would rather be aware. I would rather be awake and suffering and burning in this awareness and pure pain than entering to escapism and be blind and dulled and numbed out from the reality of my situation. I want to be in it. I want to be in the fire, you know? I would rather burn than be blinded and outside of myself. So knowing you're hooked, knowing that something is bothering you, knowing you're in a weird place, knowing that you've been here a hundred million times before and it looks the same and you don't know what else to do, just breathe. Awareness is fire. And fire purifies. Step by step, keep being aware. Keep letting it come to you. Keep feeling it. Because when th you feel things, that means that they're coming up. They're on the surface. Uh, Dr. David or Richard Miller, he says to, he says to imagine your, you are a body of water and these emotions, these situations, these memories, they are just air bubbles that had been trapped below. And when they bubble up to the surface, it means they're ready to be released. When they are trying to access the surface, that is exactly all they want is to breach the surface. The air bubble expands and it dissipates and it is no longer a part of you. It is no longer trapped underneath. It is no longer fighting for freedom. It is no longer hurting you. It's not a part of you anymore. It's gone. So when you feel these things, when they come up, acknowledge them, be aware of them, feel them, and know that freedom is right around the corner. Sensory deprivation. 1.37 a.m. again. I've just tried to write a poem about our air conditioner. You love it white noise that drowns out the city, and a way to use flannel sheets through the summer. I used to love it too, but I can't take anything these days that breaks the nighttime silence. Okay, I love you guys. Hope you had a fantastic week. We'll see you in seven days. Episodes come out every Monday, if you weren't aware of that already. And uh, go ahead, if you're looking for more announcements about meditation classes, about upcoming events, like Write and Rise. I'm planning one for August. I don't know the exact date yet, but I will let you know. Sign up for my newsletter at denisewalkerspeaks.com and you will be in the know of all of the happenings. Awareness is fire and fire purifies. See you later.